Welcome to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell, where each week you hear from safety industry experts and leaders discussing safety culture, team development, and the future of the safety industry. If you are looking for help with your safety program or have questions, head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Let's get started. All right. Thank you everyone for listening today. I am so excited. I have Steve Lutz here, who is the health and safety uh, director for H2 Enterprises here in Kingsbury, Colorado. Welcome, That's Steve. Right. How are you? Yeah, great, great. Thanks for having me, Apollonia. Happy to be here. Excited yes. to talk. Yeah, someone local. I've been interview. I've been having conversations with people all over the place, all over the world. So I'm excited to talk with you here. That's right, home, home hometowners, right here. Hometowners, yes. And I feel like we have so much to talk about. I'm just curious about you and your career and how you got started into safety. Like I'm looking at your bio here, and you have a quite impressive resume and you you have a ton of certifications in training and education and safety and in training um organizational training which i could ask you a million questions about that but can you just start with telling us how in the world you got into safety yeah you bet you know um you know, I'm, I'm kind of a teacher at heart. I mean, that's sort of what I wanted to start out at being and doing. Mm-hmm. And so I got into safety, you know, by, by being invited to a number of, of safety committees. Uh, you know, as you know, oftentimes, um, you know, there are needs and for, for communication and, and training. And, and that's really where I got my start. So I was invited to you know, join committee safety committees or health committees. And I did a lot of new hire orientations. And, and often in my career, um, I was put out up front. And I think that's one of the number one goals, I think, for a professional that wants to succeed is don't be afraid to sit in the front row. Yeah. And I, I remember Great. growing up in, in supervisor positions where, you know, you're not going to get anything done by sitting in the back row and, and criticizing, condemning or complaining, right? <laughs> if not you, then who? And so any opportunity that I had to, to improve performance or keep people safe or talk about health and safety and performance and teamwork, uh, I was always in and uh, willing and able, able to do that. And so I've just taken every advantage I can to sit on committees and, and be part of the solution and, and really address the problems that we have in our workforces. Yeah, that's incredible. And what pulled you to your working as primarily training, let's say, and then you start or education and then in teaching, what made you gravitate towards even sitting on a committee that had anything to do with safety? I mean, I get the parallel with onboarding and, and you know, working yeah. with a new hire and their new to a culture organ or an organization, but what was that pull towards safety that made it stick for you? Well, I think, you know, one of my, you know, my favorite components of my position is, is leadership. And I think we all talk about leader development and, and, you know, communication works for people who communicate. And oftentimes you're going to see groups or work groups that it's just not happening. And yeah. so safety is a great avenue, right? I mean, there's nothing more important than, than protecting the health and safety of your workers. You often work with friends and family members. You know, we're a family-run business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my theory is, is if you're working safe, you're working effectively. And so everybody wants to have a great day at work. Everybody wants to be great at their jobs. Everybody wants to do 
better. And if you've been on job sites long enough, or you've been around, you know, the worst day is when, a, when somebody gets injured yeah. or when an accident happens. And so you want to plug yourself in, you want to plug in people that uh, can, can speak to the, to the individual and the human wow. factors rather than the policies and procedures. And I think that's one of the characteristics that I have personally is, you know, I'm, I'm extremely extroverted. Um, I'm, uh, I try to be dynamic and I try to make it personal. And I think that's how you, you, you break through and, and, uh, and influence your safety culture by getting to the heart of the individual and the teams that you work with. You know, it's interesting just hearing you talk about starting an education and finding yourself into, into the safety piece. Tell me if, since you've networked and you've been around a million safety professionals, but sure. you've seen it work backwards in a lot of safety professionals' lives, right? Where they start in safety and maybe That's they're right. spearheading compliance, compliance. Why am I not getting anywhere? Why don't I have a safety culture? And then they realize, hey, safety is about people and safety is about communication and it's not safety it's not about safety culture. It's just about culture and having a great day and feeling safe around the people that you're working with, that you can bring up tough challenges with them. And as a result of great culture is safety. And that's kind of how I hear you talk about it is that you already had the communication, education, the heart of people first, and it just was natural to get into more of a safety role. But can you speak more how they play hand in hand, how Absolutely. I mean, is that everything? Trust and communication is that are those soft skills? What build a a safety culture from your experience or, you know, is it a lot to do with the policies that a company has? Yeah, well, it's, it's everything, of course, but I, I believe when you're first assessing a culture, you know, people make the culture, people make the place. So oftentimes if you're starting out in safety or in any type of role, you're looking Many people will say, hey, what's your policy and procedures? Well, I don't believe that to be true. I think it's it's all about like, well, who are your people? What are your positions? Where did you get these people? Because as we all know, the policies and procedures are there, but they won't be followed unless you have the people that, that function within those. Right. And so the first thing that I believe is that I'm not the subject matter expert. The people are. So if you can facilitate discussion, right? And, and I believe every time that I've come on, I'm not the expert. And so my role as a communicator or a facilitator or a leader is to is to generate the dialogue from the workers and from the people or the managers or the directors or the executive team and be a great listener. And I know that's hard because listening is, is, a, is I think it's a technical skill. <laughs> it's not a soft skill. Um, and you try to you try to sharpen those soft skills in having systems in place, which as a psychology major and as a full disclosure in my past life, I was a psychology major and a mental health worker with, with children and adolescents. And so there are technical components to building trust and building rapport and, and creating likability. You know, you have to be likable um, to function with people and you have to create a sense of community and engagement. And that's just investing in the people that you work with and knowing what their goals are and what motivates them 
to really survive through the day yeah. because we yeah. all know those individuals that really don't care. Well, yeah. you need to get with those individuals that are not working safe. They're putting everybody at risk. They're sacrificing their performance by making terrible decisions either the day before or the day that they're working. And it's a team community and that will drive your culture over time. Either it'll accelerate it to, to outstanding or it'll just deteriorate it to, you know, people throw up their hands and, and quit. And then you have turnover. And you wonder why. Steve, my mind is blowing up right now listening to you talk because I have never heard that framed the way that you just framed it up is that if you can start with the person first and the psychology that goes into making people um, the likability that you touched on, making people feel comfortable around you, communicating with somebody, getting to know somebody and starting there first, knowing that that's the most powerful influencer is to, you know, have those, have that bond, have, you know, have that type of connection with somebody. And then you can influence them to do X, Y, Z policy, but starting with the care and the heart first you know, I've never heard it quite said like that. And with your psychology background, can you even touch base or or can you share with the listeners, say that there's somebody out there that is a safety director and they're just having a hard time taking their program to the next level, or somebody just doesn't have the best culture within an organization and they're just trying to push for something better. Talk about how the psychology of the people plays a huge role into safety. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say is anybody that's struggling in their, in their position in management or supervisory or, or, or those types of positions in safety, I would say to step back and just be a follower and just be a listener and don't offer suggestions. Don't ram anything down people's throats. Ask the great questions of why, you know, why do they do this? I want to understand it and, and leave it at that and take notes. I think that there's another uh, component, a technical skill in listening, which is, is physically take notes and circle back with people and create a communication uh, feedback cycle. This is what we do oftentimes is, is that, you know, there's emails, you get a lot of email blasts. There's, you know, there's um, note cards that you can give people. There's posters that you can post. And if you can circle other people's ideas and push that out as their ideas, because yeah. you've listened and you've just been a follower and you've heard it before, a servant leader. Yeah, yeah. You have to put that out and make it their program. Absolutely. I can't agree more. And when you spoke about um, not being first and foremost, understanding that you're not the subject matter expert, I can relate when it comes to the operations i completely embrace that philosophy because when i first got into safety i'm like all right so the most knowledgeable i could spend all the time in the world in the field at this point and i will still not be the best i'm not going to be a welding expert i could spend all day in the shop with the welders to try to understand exactly what they do i could try to spend all my time in the field and understand what the roustabout teams do, but that won't make me the subject matter expert. And then I realized it's not my job to be the field expert. It's my job to facilitate conversation 
between the subject matter experts so that they could come up with their own solutions within their own divisions to create a safer workplace. Because I, I'm not going to be the know-it-all that's going to say, hey, I know how to, I know how to um, implement this procedure the best way. How about you come up with that? And as a well, team, we can drive well, it together. Well, and that and that's and that and that speaks to exactly what your journey was as a safety professional, too. As you know, as you've spoken in, on your on your prior podcast, which is you know, you just went out in the field and and learned what they did and you saw what they did. And and all you do is you tie it up to the rules and regulations. You make it um, as palatable or as easy for people to absorb and actually do the work given the constraints. And and really it's translated in the field by the culture. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. It is. And so if you could just be there and watch and just listen that's why you have two ears, one mouth typically, and that it builds trust. You know, those guys in the field and those gals that are working and doing doing it, they are in charge and we just have to support them and, and make sure that we give them the tools to get better. I completely agree with that versus the alternative to that would be, you know, how I call it out as being a safety cop, you know, somebody that's yeah, just out there thinking they're the smartest person. If you're not following my way, we'll tell you right now on this podcast, that's not the way to go. That's no. not, you're not going to move a culture to the next level using that method. I agree that it's, it's about the people and it's about the relationships that you're building and the trust that you're building. And um, I wanted to ask you, you're a training expert <laughs> from what I could see. And so what do you love about training and what is your favorite thing to train on right now? I, you know, well, thank you. You know, I do strive every day and I get nervous, you know, every, every time that, that I present, you know, I just came back from some site visits, you know, and I run their mornings. And I think one thing that I love is trying to get as many people involved as possible. Okay. Right? And, you know, hearing more from the people that are a little bit quiet. So my goal is to get the quiet people to speak a little bit yeah, uh, or, or to get other people to be the trainer. And so it's a train the trainer mentality. Yes. And yes so yes. I feel, I feel proud. I feel proud when I see a young foreman that gets better every time by engaging their people and then, you know, having the new greenhorn or green hand, you know, add some flavor to it and actually show and tell, you know, I think that's an important component. We all remember that as a kid, remember how fun in school when it was a show and tell, yeah. Yeah. go grab a tool from the toolbox. You're you know, the expert. I need three people, you know, <laughs> yeah. talk about it. So, so the, so the attention's not on you, it's on the tool yes. or pull up the equipment and point to the things you know and so i try to do the the um the five components of learning it's got to be kinetic people got to be moving around you got to hear it you got to see it and it's got to be clear you know it's got to be verbal and you got to have a, a takeaway and so it's got to be relevant and so oh, if you can yeah. integrate all those components to any any discussion that's why you know st- you know stickers and hats are so great right i mean that it's just the easiest that's like the easiest, you know, commerce that you can give for you give to receive. And I yeah. think that you never, you never go places empty handed. You have to, it's an exchange. It is a transaction. 
you know. This engagement piece, you're speaking my language. What if we have some listeners today that are, they're having safety meetings and they're stuck. You probably know a lot of people. <laughs> they're having safety meetings. Everyone's freaking sleeping. Everyone's yep. not engaged. There's another meeting. It's something that they do super early in the morning. They don't want to be there. What are some um, keys that you can give to someone listening today who's looking to elevate their meetings or their safety meetings? Because I love what you're saying yeah. about getting the attention off of you and getting the attention on the people, the subject matter experts in the room and having them facilitate and drive the conversation because they're going to, they're the magic piece that's going to make your training become alive and relevant. So how, yeah, what are some, what are some tools that someone could use? I think you got to know your team, Apollonia. I think you got to know who who likes NASCAR and who likes basketball and who likes oh, the yeah. Broncos. And if if you have a Raiders fan in in, in the room, and you know if, if you, you got to have people's interest because once you know what they're interested in, then you can tie a lot of the safety and health and working more uh, productively to their work behaviors. And I'll give you one example. You know, everybody loves their pickup trucks. Well, you know, how about running a training on their pickup truck? You know, engines are, are very much the same. So, you know, if you had a few guys talk a little bit about, you know, gears and 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 doing a proper preventative maintenance program, we'll get one of the guys that that just got their new pickup to do it. Right? Do an inspection on like you know, the, the dually Duramax <laughs> that you know Louie just got and he's proud of it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or, yeah. you know. Bring a, bring a football helmet in from some kid's little league and talk about personal protective equipment, right? And then they're talking about their, their not, you know, their 12-year-old son that just, you know, is in junior league football and he brings in, you know, the, the helmet and, and why they're wearing helmets to protect them and why are we having trouble with people having their hard hats on when they're getting out of their caps, that you know, and, is... and what the uniform is. So yeah. if you can tie it up into those people's personal experiences, work life really never ends in this industry, right? Absolutely. Stuff have balance, but we live our work and we work to live. And so you, you, you have to integrate it. That is beautifully said. I can't, I can't agree more. And that leads me. So to think, can you describe one of the, I'm sure a ton come to mind, but can you describe one of the best safety meetings or say, or just a training that you had, or it, you know, if somebody's thinking, well, I've never had a great safety meeting, or I haven't had a great training. So it's hard for me to even image what that looks like. Can you describe one of your best trainings that come to mind? I'm sure a couple of funny stories come to mind, but yeah. yeah I, you know, anytime that people can, can scream, holler and laugh <laughs> in a training is, is pretty effective. Yeah. And, and yeah. uh, you know, there was one, you know, Try to push the limits of training is, is always a blast. But, you know, for our company, H2 Enterprises, you know, we do uh, pipeline and environmental and uh, energy renewable land reclamation. And we haul, you know, straw bales and, you know, you have to strap them up. It's, 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 it's agriculture. But, you know, we laid out watermelons. So we cut watermelons out and have had watermelons in the morning. And we were able to stack uh, bales on a trailer and push them over and smash uh, watermelons, oh. right? As an example of it, what would happen if you got struck by or crushed 
by a loose and unsecured, you know, round straw bale, you know, so they're eating watermelon. So there's the tack there. There's, you know what I mean? Like, okay, now they're seeing watermelons get smashed. Well, what if that was my head or my body or my family on the road and, you know, everybody wants to smash them. So who's next, who's next. And, you know, and we've, we've done those, those types of things. Um, I want to be a part of that safety meeting. I yeah. want to, I like sign me up for your next yeah. class. And we, you know, we set up guillotine, you know, we set up guillotines and smash coconuts, what? you know, as, and, and, and put a hard hat over it, you know, the, those types of things. So, you know, you get that impact and, and uh, yeah, that's, that's what we try to do. And, and, you know, those ideas come not from me, they just come from, from us listening about what, what would be awesome, right? What would be impactful? What would be different than the, the morning that you had last week? Absolutely. Holy smokes. No, I think that that's great. I think bringing a training to life, the more hands-on, the more interactive, the more engaged that they can be between each other, not sure. just engagement with you, but engagement in the laughter. Like that is that's something right. so simple that I love that you touched on, but the more laughter that you can incorporate in your safety training, like think about that and think about what that does for somebody and how they can let their guard down in your class and how they can be more open to what you're talking about and how they can retain it and remember what yeah. the message was. What did I learn today? It's got to be memorable, right? And it's, it, you have to inc- include all, all those things where people want to come and they want to talk about it and you, you want to leave people wanting more, right? You know, I really do believe safety is, is you have to be a hype person. You got to hype it up in a lot of ways. And it's tough because it can be a real drag, right? And you have to get the wrong people up front talking about it. It's the same old thing, but Hey, we're talking about lives. We're talking about goals and, and aspirations. And if you don't have those conversations with your, your people of knowing what are they spending their paycheck on? Yeah. You know, do you want to, you want to live so you can go to the Bahamas at the, at the next break, right? Well, you know, those are the things that you should know about people or if they're getting a boat or if they're, you know, um, trying to, you know, propose to their girlfriend, you know, well, that, well, you want to be able to live through the day to get to Friday, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. To make that happen. I love that personal connection. That makes, yeah, that's, that's very clear. And do you have a, f- a favorite subject that you love to train on? Yeah, uh, I think it's just communication and teamwork. Okay. Um, you so know, so that a lot. I, I I love ice. You know, I love icebreakers. So so any any time that you can pull people out in, into different groups. Yes. And yeah. And have some sort of competition, and then talk a little bit about why those three people did did better than the others. That they're oftentimes well, we discussed it before we started it. Yeah. Right. So that's the communication um, that, you know, as a as a communicator, Apollonia. Right. I I'm responsible for 50 percent of my relationship with you as you are with me. And so those are sort of the lead ins that I like to talk about who's running great meetings and who, who's communicating. Did you go over the tools and the equipment? So my favorite subject is communication, is laying out the plan and giving feedback and being able to speak clearly mm-hmm. and providing people tools and equipment because the subjects can all change. It could be lockout, tag out. It could be abnormal operating conditions. It could be, you know, seating or, you know, putting in, um, 
culverts or building roads or driving. It really just comes down to human factors. So I'd say human factors are is one of my because that's the one common denominator with all accidents, injuries, or or getting the job done to quality and, and productivity is is the human factor. It's the human piece, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this how if someone did in if someone's listening, thinking, how would I, you know, talk about communication, these more soft skills versus just um, another lockout tagout meeting, another meeting about PPE, what would be a practical way to set up a communication meeting or a training? You talked about breaking people into groups and having them compete, which that lights me up. I've done that a ton of times. Yeah. It works every single time. You get them to to compete against each other. That's amazing. Yep. What would be a key? What would be like an ex, an example of a communication training that you've done or how you've ran it um, or I've seen? Yeah. Well, you know, if if it's eye safety, you know, um, hand out some eye patches. Have you know have have a couple people put both eye patches on one person yeah. with one a patch on, and then um, no eye patches and then get into some equipment and, and try to talk a little bit about what you see and, and, you know, show me and, and communicate. That's you. So you can talk about people's abilities if mm-hmm. you don't have an ability, mm-hmm. but the, the goal of communication is actually talking, right? So you got to get people talking. So yeah. if you know your crowd, yeah, they may not want to talk in a big crowd, but if you split them up into small groups real quick, and then bring them back. At least I know that they were talking, you know, the tell, show, and do. Tell me, show me, and then do it. Okay. Okay. Is, is pretty critical too. So. All right. No, I think those are, those are extremely valuable takeaways. I think that's huge. And what else are you excited about? We're, you know, in closing, um, your safety director, we're heading yeah. into summer, your teams are heading into summer. What is your mind focused on? What are you excited about right now? Yeah, well, right now, um, you know, we've we've gone through another one of those cycles, but currently, you know, the summer brings on new hires and, you know, we've we've been able to break out with some new jobs and some new projects and we're starting to hire again and nothing gets me more motivated than to see those new hires on the first day and then see them two or three or four weeks later and check in with them and then hit on some of the the requirements that we have which is submitting observations right and and we have a good observation program and really again going back to those green hands and saying hey you know what are you missing what do you need what what do you like how how is it going right it's it's those interviews i I never come down on people on my job sites i'm just asking questions on how's it going are you getting what you need tell me about what you like you know, what could we be doing better and, you know, getting out there and meeting new, new hires and then asking the the veterans, you know, how's the new hires yeah. and that's a circular feedback. And then what I can do is I can go back and make sure that I use their advice and their feedback on making sure that I'm giving, you know, what the, the veterans and the supervisors need from new to present to the new hires. I think that feedback circle is so valuable the way you just described that. I think that the feedback from the time that you are introduced to a new hire, and that's how I think the connection piece is so valuable. What you just mentioned, 
you have a new hire, then he or she are out in the field and you're collecting feedback, you're following up with them there. And then there's another touch point and follow-up in a safety meeting. And that's how you can make it all relevant and getting with the veterans. And that's the information that you use to put on your next safety meeting or your next training or to help the next new hire come along. And so um, that's, that's huge. That's yeah. back to what you were just talking about is just listening. If there's one huge takeaway from today is to evaluate how many questions, how curious are you out doing site inspections as a safety director, as a safety professional, how are you being curious about how your team is showing up and how can we be a better support to them in the field? You bet. It shows up every, you know, on all those meetings, you know, I, I can evaluate how well a team's working in the first five or 10 minutes, by the way, that they're, they're talking and, and their attitude is, and, and you'll, you'll get in a, a, a great feedback on knowing if their supervisors are listening. And that's the feedback I'd give them. Say, so open, open it up for dialogue more and don't cut people off. They, as you say, you know, a lot of times we give people answers the the new hires are the best yeah. at giving you the real, you know, perspective. The real perspective. Yeah. And I, and just, and how you can discover that, what I hear you saying is by meeting with a new hire on a one-to-one basis, you know, when they're first brought on and then following up with them after a month or so, and then getting that real feedback and then doing something with it. That's right. I think that, yeah, that'll give you everything you need to know, right? I mean, for the most part about how are we doing as a company, as a safety culture, as a culture in general. That's right. Because they'll tell you because they're fresh, right? That they haven't been, they haven't been squeezed, you know, in, that down into their role yet. Yeah. 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 This supervisor, like I don't get the best out of him or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not. No one's following yeah. up with me or not getting the communication piece. I want more training. I want a little bit more time on this piece of equipment, or I'd like to have a little bit of this more, more information here. And you know, we have it as safety professionals, right? It's so easy. I think that's what I really like about health and safety is, is, is it's pretty black and white when you get into the policies. I mean, you, you can pull, you know, you can pull the black and white. It's just, you know, it's there. All the resources are there. Yeah. Yes. But they only want it when, when it speaks to them. That's the big takeaway (laughs) is that no matter if it's a safety training, it's the meeting, it matters when it's connected to them as well at the end of the day. That's right. There's 20 different different perspectives on it. So I love it. Yeah. Interpret and and deliver. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I just looked at the time and I actually can't believe that (laughs) our time is up. Shop talking goes by fast. I love it. I feel like we just literally talked for two minutes. So I don't know our time, but I want to respect your time frame that you gave us. So thank you so much for meeting with me. And I would love to continue the conversation on training. I'm super passionate about training and education and how can we take training to the next level? Because I agree with you. I think that, the, the training isn't about how can we talk about lockout tagout better, but it's more about how can we get them to talk about lockout tagout that's that right. applies to them and that's how right. they do it within within a group, within each other. And it's not, I mean, I just, 
I am obsessed with that philosophy yeah. and I would love to pick your brain about it more. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, sign, sign us both up. Uh, for part two. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for part two of this. Well, I appreciate it. I think um, there's a, a lot of takeaways for all of our listeners. Take a look, uh, look, take a look at how we're currently your training. Look at look at your training program. Look at the connection piece. What does the engagement look like? How maybe a first question to ask yourself is how many uh, how many laughs? How many times are you training and people are laughing versus just sitting there listening or looking at your PowerPoint and leaving uh, more with less energy than they did when they showed up. I, so agree, yes. I, think, <laughs> I think that's a great yeah. first step to evaluate your training program and if you're being effective or not. And just knowing that it's not so much about the policies, but it's about the communication and the more communication we could foster the, the more effective, the more powerful, the more it sticks and the retention is there is kind of well what said. I heard you say. <laughs> well said. Awesome. Well, Nailed thank it. you so much, Steve. I seriously can't believe the time flew by and I would love to do a part two if you're, if you're up for okay. it. You bet. All right. Hope to see you out there too. All right. Yes, absolutely. In, in, I will in, see in you the around. County. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Uh, hey, thanks for listening in everybody. Appreciate you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Yeah, work safe. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell. If you are looking to save time and money with your safety program this year, we'd love to hear from you. Head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast to schedule a free call with our team, where we will help you identify the biggest opportunities for growth in your company and safety program, and we'll connect you with the right resources to help you grow. Again, that is truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you know anyone who needs to hear this episode today, click the share button and send them this episode.